Yo, so Brooklyn got swept. I don't know. I know how to feel because I'm happy and very, very happy about it because of all the drama that surrounded Brooklyn. And a part of me is also just like, like wow, like I'm st I'm still in shock that they actually got swept. Like my brother said after game two it's a sweep, and I said yeah you you know you right, and they won game three, and I said yeah it's a sweep, you know. I had the brooms out for game two and three, and I put a broom next to the TV when the game started, and I sent it to my boys on my fantasy chat. But then they actually got swept, and I'm like. Oh wow, like this 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 team actually got swept. Like they had a 73% chance to oh they won the what like 73% favorites to win the whole thing before the season started. And here they are. You know, they just got broomed out by Boston. The Nets and the uh, and the um, Lakers were the two favorites to win the whole championship. But they won the same amount of playoff games this year. And the Lakers got bounced in the regular season. They didn't even get to the play-in. KD and Kyrie. This might... Like, these two as a duo. This might be one of the biggest failed experiments. If not the biggest failed experiment in history. Because coming into the season, New York's like, yo, we got a mandate and Kyrie can't play. And then Brooklyn's like, okay, cool. Kyrie can't play home games, but we're not going to let him play regular uh, road games either. And then they drop that. He comes back. And then we got Harden, who was just like, yo, Kyrie don't want to play. So I don't want to be here because I thought I could walk myself to, I could just like cakewalk to a ring. And then he gets himself out. And then I'm going to talk about that later. This podcast is going to be mainly about the, uh, just primarily about the East today. I know I didn't do an intro, but I'm still trying to figure out like what my thoughts are around everything. Because that's, the sweep is still mental to me. Jason Tatum took on the challenge to guard KD. While also going at him and just let him know, like, yo, I'm here now and you ain't. Like, I know you KD and all that, but, you know, I'm here now. I don't want you around. Maybe not I don't want you around anymore, but that's the attitude. Like, the student has become the master, like in those movies. I'm looking at the box score right now. KD had 39 on 41% shooting from the field and 27 from three. Kyrie had 20, five and five. They got a good compliment from Seth Curry, who scored 23 on 69% shooting and 55 from three. The Brooklyn Nets shot 50% from the field, 40% from the three across the season, and they still got swept. Like that is crazy to me. People were calling this team, like those two in particular, 
the most skilled duo of all time, and you can't get you can't win a playoff game. Like I know, like you know, chemistry was an issue, but there was a lot of drama. But you can win a game at least, right? It's like something you know, like something don't look right with that picture, at least to me. And I know everyone is saying, like, where Brooklyn at? Oh, they're in Cancun. And, you know, the Nets packs, you know, everyone's passing around that Nets pack. And it is hitting. This is embarrassing. The Brooklyn Nets have a lot of questions to answer. And they have a lot of reconstruction around year 16 KD. Kyrie, who's got a player option but might not even get that. If the you know, Brooklyn's probably gonna try and negotiate a way not to have him play. And then you got Ben Simmons who just don't want to play in general. So basically, you've only got KD as a sure thing. They're gonna pay Ben, but I don't know if he wanna play. He's I don't know if he's still scared. I don't know what his deal is, but I don't even want to talk about him because I just hate him that much. I know that's a strong word, but I don't like this dude. I don't like the way he goes about anything. On Boston's side, we got, what, 22 from Jalen Brown. Marcus Mike gave you 20. Tatum had 29. And he fouled out with, like, I want to say, what, five minutes, six minutes left in the game? Grant Williams gave you 14. Al Horford gave you 13. Like, that's just a well-constructed team. And Emeyu Doka has a, this team... You know, this team, I generally think, could get to the finals. Could they win the whole thing? That might be a bit far. Can they win the East? There's a conversation to be had. Milwaukee is still the team to beat, you know, for everyone. I still think they're, in my opinion, I think they're going back-to-back and they're winning the whole championship. Boston, I don't know if they can win the championship. Could they knock off the Bucks? With Middleton out, I don't know if Chicago has any more fight in them. I don't know if Milwaukee... Milwaukee wants to probably end the series as early as possible. You know, get Middleton... Get a little bit of rest at least, because now you got Boston waiting. You don't want to play more games and you want to walk in to Boston with, you know, a little tired. You don't want that. Because now Boston's got home court. You don't want to walk into Boston being a little tired a few days... With Boston having a few extra days of rest. That series is going to probably be like what the um, second round in the East was like with uh, Milwaukee and Brooklyn last year. Where um, my brother literally said that the winner of that series will win the championship. And Milwaukee won the series. They came down from 0-2. They won the championship. And also came down from 02. That is, uh, you know, that's probably very coincidental, but, you know, a prediction is a prediction. Imeu Doka is looking really good right now, but is it hot? Is it easy to look good when your opposing coach don't know how to make adjustments, let alone actually making adjustments? Like he brought in Blake Griffin, but I think that was a nuclear option. He was like, I don't know what to do, and I'm going to play this dude that got booted out the rotation, I think, what, last year? This dude ain't play. He, this dude's been playing garbage minutes, and now I'm bringing him back in game three. We're down 0-2. I need him to do something. And yes, Blake gave you good energy, but he gave you good energy for about five minutes. But by that point, you know, when you take him off, 
Boston is still there. You bring him on again in this game, and he's just he's giving you energy, but he's not no KD and Kyrie. You got to get productivity from those guys. And KD gave you, what, 39? And he missed a crucial free throw, so I guess they fought a little bit. You had Paul Millsap there, who's got some experience. He's, you know, considered a veteran. You don't play him at all. You play Dragic, who came alive in the fourth quarter. But that dude, he's there. You know, he left Toronto to buy himself a championship in the way Blake Griffin and James Harden did last year. So what is the point? Those guys are old. Blake Griffin don't have the knees anymore. Dragic is old. I don't even think he has anything anymore. Maybe a three-point shot, like one three-point shot in him. You need to surround KD and Kyrie with good enough pieces, but that's very hard considering that all three of those guys are going to earn at least $40 million next year. Where do you get the extra pieces from? You have to surround them with B-plus players, but with the money, now they're going to get surrounded by C-minus. Where does the shooting come from? You got Seth Curry, but with the way he's been balling this year, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna want a lot more money than what Brooklyn can offer him. I guarantee he's out. Andre Drummond, you probably got to keep, but can you pay him? I don't think you can. Brooklyn has some serious questions to answer, and I'm gonna tell you right now, Steve Nash is gonna get fired. I don't think he should get. No, maybe I think he should get fired. Yeah, maybe he should get fired because they just need. I don't, and I would assume they respect him. You know, someone you know, put out a report today that said KD backed Steve Nash fully. But I think he's probably saying that because he has to say face. He has to show unity being the face of the franchise. But this franchise is on the ropes in the same way the Lakers are. But that's a whole different situation. Eh, maybe it's not. I don't know. On the other side, Philadelphia... Just gave up. Just gave up. They gave up in game five today. I, don't, I didn't see the whole game. I caught a little bit of the third quarter and I caught the like about maybe seven minutes of the fourth. And they were kind of knocking on the door of going on a run, but I don't know what's going on there. You down, you're up. You're up 3 1. You were up 3 0. And then, what? Nick Nurse and the Raptors, you know, they you know, they, they, they go out swinging. They win game four, coming back to Philadelphia. Philadelphia's a great crowd. But you can't close the game. You're up 3-1. You can't close this game. Now you're up 3-2. You got two more games. You're going back to Toronto. That crowd is probably expecting maybe the last. That crowd is probably expecting maybe the last you know, playoff game. But they're going to give... The Raptors a lot of energy. We know James Harden hasn't been playing like James Harden. And I don't care about his numbers. The dude has a bad habit of folding when the, you know, when the pressure really gets cranked up. Yeah, people say, oh, he won a few. You know, he's won playoff series, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the dude ain't been to the finals since leaving Oklahoma. This guy's had an MVP. This guy's had like, what? Four MVP caliber seasons, and you only got to the conference finals once. And in that one, you have the your team has the worst shooting performance in history, and you'll lose a game seven with CP three hurt. 
The next year, you have CP3 and no KD, but you're losing six? Like, something don't look right there. I'm done. I, I used to defend James Harden, you know, a little bit. Maybe not, 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 not like a stan, but, you know, James Harden's at the point where we're looking at him and saying, okay, buddy, what are you doing when the time matters? What are you doing when, when you really need to show up and your back's against the wall and your legacy is on the line? Like, maybe that's a bit far, but this playoff run is a make or break for James Harden. The, we've I've given him too much of a pass in the past and saying, like, you know, James Harden, if he loses, yeah, I don't like him, but that's okay. But now I'm like, okay, where are you going to rank all time? At the moment, you are probably, what, the fifth greatest shooting guard ever? Maybe even sixth? But what are you doing about putting rings on your fingers? Doc Rivers, you you know, you have a bad reputation. You've blown the most leads. Now you're down 3-2. And Doc Rivers, you, we've seen you don't make no adjustments. Last year, people wanted to blame Doc. I still blame Ben Simmons. Doc Rivers did what he had to do by putting out Ben Simmons, you know, put Ben Simmons out there. But we ain't forget the Clippers. You a championship coach, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, like, make an adjustment. You have no adjustment plan, it seems. You're letting this Toronto team, without Fred Van Vliet, they're putting you on the back foot here. If they win games, if the Philadelphia 76ers lose game six, they're going to lose game seven. And we might see the first team in history to come back down from 3-0. I don't know if that's true or not. I probably didn't fact check, but this... It's a very spontaneous podcast. I need to get my thoughts out. I haven't put a podcast out in a long time. So I just said, I'm going to just leave it unscripted and just see where we go. Doc Rivers, your legacy is on the line here too. It's time we've seen maybe more results than just blowing leads and you're not getting to the conference finals. The Clippers went got to the conference finals for the first time in their, like, what, 50-year history last year? And you weren't even there. You had a chance to get to the conference finals last year, but Ben Simmons, among, with yourself a little bit, and, you know, the rest of the team, maybe aside from Joel Embiid, you guys didn't do get it done last year. And instead, Trey Young got his team to the conference finals, and you know, they looked pretty good. They pushed the eventual champions to six games when they had no business. I said um, Atlanta's going to get swept. Speaking of Atlanta, it's over. It is over. Trey Young, I don't know if it's just Miami's smothering defense. I don't know if Trey Young is, you know, in a kind of KD-esque situation where he's in his own head. But... I'm thinking right now, Miami's looking to close the door. I'm not here to talk about the Hawks because there's nothing to say. They're going to lose whatever the next game is. I think it's tomorrow or what? Tomorrow or Thursday. They're losing tomorrow. Miami is looking to close the door and they are waiting for whoever comes out of that Philadelphia and Toronto series. If Toronto comes out of that alive... We will say we're not going to talk about the Raptors as much as we're going to talk about Philadelphia literally blowing a 3-0 lead.
Nick Nurse said, if we can win game four, we're down 3-1, and teams have come down from 3-1 before. That's the you know that's not the logic you have, but when your back's against the wall, you need to look for any any kind of uh, what slim of hope. You need to look for any slim hope you can. Now Nick Nurse is down three two. I've seen Nick Nurse go down o two, and he's won four games straight. I've seen Nick Nurse with a Raptors team without Kawhi Leonard. A lot of people said that team's not going to do well. You get to. The two seed in the East, I think. And you go to seven games when you had no business probably even getting there in the first place. Enough about that. I'm talking about Miami. Jimmy Butler is telling the world, yo, in the bubble, you're saying that was fraud. People want to clown the bubble. And then you'll clown us last year when we get swept. Rightfully so. Miami had to get clowned. You go to the finals last year. Milwaukee whoops the broom out last year and now you're here and saying hey we're the number one seed in the eastern conference you know miami's that they're like the they're like a, i don't want to say they like the grizzlies but in terms of attitude they're kind of like the grizzlies you know they want all the smoke that's miami's culture they are not afraid of anyone but the east is very strong this year jimmy butler is telling the world yo i am the best player on a championship team and this team is a championship team. Eric Spolstra, oh, a lot of people questioned his coaching ability last year, which I think is absurd considering the man's got two. And in my opinion, even when the players were done last year, Eric Spolstra was a top five coach in basketball. Curious. The Milwaukee Bucks, they're going to close the door on Chicago, my Chicago Bulls. We put out a valiant effort, you know, DeRozan, you know, he's okay, but Levine's in his first playoff run, and he's not really playing that good. I think it's just Giannis and the Bucks are like, yo, we don't have Middleton, we don't have our quote-unquote closer, but now we got a Boston team that's ready and waiting for us, we're going to shut the door immediately. We want to close this down, and we want... Well, we're going to hit the Boston, and we're going to put them away. This is That series is going to be amazing. I'm calling it now. Bucks and seven. But every time I say a series is going to go seven games, it's like a 55% to 45% to whichever team I favor. Seven games. You go You go to game seven, it's a, it's a different atmosphere. I'm not a professional athlete. I don't know. I don't play basketball like for a club or anything. I barely play. I think I've only played pickup like once in the last maybe three years. But game sevens, it's it's the place where that makes or it's a make or break situation. Milwaukee, I still think has the best chance to win the East, and I think the Boston Celtics. It's a shame that we can't get the series in the conference finals. It's a shame that one of these teams has to get bounced in round two, considering what Boston just pulled off and what Milwaukee is trying to pull off, which is go back to back. I don't know. I don't know what the situation with Middleton is, but they won. I don't know if they're going to rush him. I don't know how severe the injury is. All I know is that Giannis is the best player in the world. And Giannis is ready 
for anyone. That dude gives a hundred percent effort, and I think you know game five is gonna. That's a closeout game. Obviously, it is a closeout game, but that is the closeout game for uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's not. They're not gonna let Chicago get this one. I don't think so. You're playing. You're going back to Milwaukee. You took home court from Chicago. DeRozan is playing okay. He's not playing like how he did in the regular season. Levine, I'm going to give Levine a pass just because it's his first playoff series and he's going up against the defending champions. He's going up against, you know, the, the, the best player in the world, the reigning finals MVP. Billy Donovan, while he is a good coach, he is this the the Bulls are severely outmatched. I said it was gonna be a sweep. I really did. And Chicago is my team. Chicago, I am a big Chicago Bulls fan. I said they were gonna get swept, and that is no disrespect on the Bulls, but I just think Milwaukee is so overwhelming that the Bulls just don't have enough to contain Giannis. It's a mismatch. Giannis, they don't have anyone to guard. Giannis. Patrick Williams is too skinny. He's too he ain't strong enough. Vooch, if you you know, Vooch can't got a lick. So he ain't gonna guard Giannis. Caruso is too small. He's a god. DeRozan don't play defense. Levine don't play defense. Who's gonna stop Giannis? I guess those are just my quick thoughts on what the East is. M- I am very curious as to seeing what happens in that Philadelphia series. James Harden needs to show up, and if James Harden needs to close us out, this if he if he gets bounced in round one, let alone doesn't get to the finals, that's it. Like that's your reputation set in stone. Oh, that's that's your reputation setting in stone. Maybe he comes back next year. Maybe something happens, but I don't know. I don't know what to think about James Harden should he lose the series. Doc Rivers is in the same boat. If they lose the series, I'm going to look at Doc Rivers and say, yo, you, maybe you being on that 15 list just wasn't it. Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. I think, at least. If, if I swear, if this series gets blown uh, 4-3 in favor of, or, you know, 4-3 in favor of Toronto, that's it for Doc as well. Doc Rivers, everyone loves him as a guy, as a man, you know, I think he, I think he's cool, I like listening to him talk, but the dude hasn't shown anything after the Celtics, and you had the Celtics, you had three guaranteed Hall of Famers, Ray Allen, KG, and Pierce, they were Hall of Famers before they even won the championship. You, had, you know, you, you had a young Rondo, who was a Hall of Famer, one of the smartest players in, you know, probably ever. That team just worked so well. But you only get one championship. I know, you know, it's one championship. That's pretty good. But, you know, one championship with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. Mm. I don't want to say something looks wrong with that picture because that's just disrespectful to those three. But something, you know, something don't look very wrong with that picture. The Brooklyn Nets need to probably blow it up. Kyrie Irving should not get a... I don't think Kyrie Irving should get a contract. He's great to watch, but he's just so unreliable. He basically wants to play whenever he wants, and if you're 
competing for a championship and with the way with where KD is in his career entering his 16th season next year you're in a win now situation you got Ben Simmons he's gonna play next year so you've got that but you owe him a lot of money and we don't know what this dude's mental state is in Kyrie Irving you know he's what he got a 39 million dollar player option he's probably gonna opt into that so you gotta pay him but now what do you surround the team with to say, okay, we need to maximize the, you know, the, the end of KD's prime because the door is closing. In the same way in LA, the door, I think LeBron's got one last gasp in him. Next year, but I'm, I'm going to talk about the Lakers. I'll probably do another episode on the Lakers. I can do a whole episode on the Lakers. I watch that team every day. I watched that. I struggled with that team, man. There were times I was I was contemplating just not supporting them. But I'm not going to talk about that. Anyway, Boston is a certified star team. The, the East is looking really good next year as well. So the East is wide open, but, you know, that's why... It is very difficult for the Nets to win. And say Philadelphia does lose, or they struggle and maybe get bounced next round. Because I'll tell you right now, Spo is drawing up a plan for James Harden and uh, Joel Embiid. He's drawing up something special for them. And they're not gonna be they're not beating the Miami Heat. Unless Joel Embiid plays basically like as dominant as Shaq. Yes, he'll basically be Shaq. And if James Harden proves that, yo, I'm not a playoff choker, then you know, they might have a shot. But I'm still going to give the edge to Miami. Toronto's looking good with the way they've been playing. They're going to be a threat next year. Boston is obviously a threat. Milwaukee's not going away. Chicago's going to get better when Lonzo comes back. And they'll probably, you know... Get rid of a few pieces, add in a few better pieces. But this is a good starting block. As a Bulls fan, I'm happy the I'm happy Chicago Bulls are even in the playoffs. You know, I'm happy we didn't even have to go to the play in. I'm happy we just secured a spot in the in the, in the top six. Cleveland's not going anywhere. The Atlanta Hawks, they have to, they have a few questions to answer, but they're a team that's gonna fight in the play in. Charlotte Hornets, I don't know. Think I don't even want to talk about them. Miami's definitely not going anywhere. Miami is, with the way Bam and Jimmy and Tyler Hero, the six men of the year, like they 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 here for for a couple of years. Boston is here for the next maybe seven years. This is a win now situation for a lot of teams that need something to prove because next year it's gonna get worse for them. Anyway. I am Nisa Nairu. Thank you for listening to The End Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Nismeister. And before I sign off, I want to give a quick shout out to Deadloss. My friend Bryn Robertson designed us a really sick and cool logo for the podcast. Follow, follow that on Instagram, underscore Deadloss underscore. That's underscore Deadloss underscore. I'll catch you guys next time. Damn.